0: What up everybody welcome to multifamily investing i tried something new there i don't know if it worked but here we go let's try it again hello and welcome to multifamily <laughs> investing made simple the podcast it's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today i am your host anthony vicino of invictus capital joined as always by dan i wonder where reed is going to edit this podcast today
1: Kruger. we're giving him a lot to work with Not, giving none, a lot good.
0: to do Hopefully for you, the dear listeners, you will not notice any of our shenaniganry, but uh, sometimes right today, Dan and I are a little bit under the weather. And so we're flying Lucy goosey, which means a lot of editing for our uh, beloved production engineer, Reed. So Reed, we love you. Thank you.
1: Dan, what are we talking about today?
0: Besides the fact that like we, we have a hard time staying on topic.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm on medicine this isn't going to be an organized episode. Okay. You're, you're on medicine. Well. I am on day. I like clothes, that you so said medicine,
0: not drugs. drugs. Like, cause, cause <laughs> if you said I'm on drugs, like that gives me some clickbait. I can work with Dan okay. Kruger's on drugs.
1: Hashtag druggy. Um, no, I think, I think it should be a good one. I think we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of people are curious about because we've been getting a lot of questions from people about this. Um, this is the first time in a long time we've seen interest rates rising. We've been in this low interest rate environment for a long time. And a lot of people are asking, hey, why do you guys want to do cash out refinances? Well, interest rates are going up. Isn't the point of cash out refinance to get better terms and better interest rates? Like what's the deal? Mm. And my answer is, I don't know. That's not my answer. That's Um, that's a weird answer.
0: I'll be honest. It's a good question.
1: (laughs) Not a good answer. It's a good question though.
0: Yeah, it is, a, it is a good question. It kind of implies that there are different reasons to do a cash out refinance, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of residential owners, when they do a refinance, they're, they're trying to lock in lower rates to bring down their their monthly payment. So that makes a lot of sense. But when it comes to the cash out refinance, it's a little bit different, right? The way yeah, we I think, think that, about it.
1: That's kind of the main point is that the context that people are coming into this concept with, which is, you know, for most people, their experience with doing a refinance is on their personal residence. And typically the reason somebody is going to refinance their personal, excuse me, their personal residence is because there's better terms available in the current credit market. So maybe you have a 4% interest rate on your mortgage and rates drop to 3.5%. A lot of people will do a refinance then to lock that in and reduce their, their monthly payment. Um, but in our space, it's a little bit different. There's another big incentive to do a cash out refinance other than the rates. Obviously, if we can lock better rates in, that's great. But the main points on our side with our model with value-add multifamily investing is to uh, be able to extract some of the equity that we created through our forced appreciation business model. And so the main goal is to extract equity, take that out in a non-taxable event and redeploy it into something else. And if we can get better rates, that's great. But a lot of the time, if the rates are the same or even marginally worse, it's still worth it to be able to reallocate that capital. And that's really kind of the the crux of the issue. I think a lot of people are coming in with the context of a uh, consumer who owns a home and and not an investment context. I think that's, that's the, big, the big disconnect for a lot of people when they're trying to figure out why the heck are these guys doing cash out refis while rates are getting higher and higher.
0: So think about it like from the, the view of return on equity. If you have all this money sitting in your building, it's just sitting there dead, like it's not earning any kind of return. Uh, that's not helping you. It's not growing your, your wealth. But if you were to extract that money, let's say right now, uh, we have some loans in the the low 3%, right? And then let's say in two years, we go to do a refinance and then, uh, the interest rates are in the fives or 6%. You would look at that and you would maybe say, well, wouldn't my money be better? Like instead of taking on more debt at that high rate, just leave my money in the building. But no, if we can take that equity out of the building, even at say a 6% loan uh, interest rate now, and we can go out and redeploy it in another investment opportunity, that's maybe earning 10 or 15 or 20%, then everything above that 6% is pure gravy, right? And so that's the highest and best use. Now, if we're in the high teens interest rate market, like we saw in like the late 70s and 80s, where it's like interest rate, it was going from 3% to an 18% loan. Well, the question we have to ask is, can we do better than that 18% and, and find better yield in our returns uh, in an investment opportunity? And if the answer is no, then the answer is like, don't do that refinance. Don't take on that higher debt. But if the answer is yes, we have better opportunities we could put into, then that's the, the highest and best use of the capital. So it's like a different way of looking at the, the opportunity cost of your capital. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that concept is not intuitive for people. And so it helps, I think, to hear the logic behind that uh, multiple times because it, it, it's not intuitive for people who have grown up listening to the traditional kind of financial rhetoric that you hear which is generally kind of that debt is not a good thing. However, mm-hmm. if you're able to borrow money at three, four, or 5%, and the value of the dollar is dropping at seven, eight, nine, ten 10%, it almost always makes sense to borrow money up to a certain point to invest into something that's going to generate a yield above inflation. Um, And so it's counterintuitive for a lot of people because we spoke uh, the other night at an event and I had somebody come up to me that was chatting about what we're doing. He was very interested and he was 19 years old and he was just getting into this, which I'm super excited about because I wish I was looking at uh, actively investing when I was 19. I was just drinking when I was 19. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't doing anything productive, but this guy was way ahead of the curve. And he's kind of thinking like, oh, so what do you guys just, Buy your properties in all cash. I'm like, no, no, no. It makes like no, we borrow God, money, no. obviously. Like <laughs> that's half the that's that's the majority of the point to be honest, because we're able to borrow money today and pay it back at uh $0. 93 cents on the dollar every year, you know, into infinity. I don't know how, how long inflation is going to stay elevated, but currently I borrow a dollar today. When I pay that dollar back next year, I'm only giving them 70 93 cents. Uh, because right now inflation is around Fires. about seven to ten percent. So every dollar I borrow, I only give 97 or 93 cents back. I keep wanting to say higher numbers, but you're you're paying back pennies on the dollar, basically, uh, in this current environment. This could flip-flop entirely, like Andy mentioned. We could be in the 80s and rates are in the teens, and this logic makes no sense whatsoever. But where we're at right now with inflation, outpacing interest rates, yes, a certain amount of debt makes sense, in my opinion, up to about 75%.
0: You could think about that as well from the equity perspective and say for every dollar of equity that you just have sitting tied up in a building, mm-hmm. that's also losing value. So next year, You're that $1 is going to be worth $0.93, cents, right? And so right. the more we can get those dollars working in, in in asset A and then refinance, pull out some of that capital, put that into asset B, do the same thing, rinse and repeat and keep stacking assets, the better chance that we have of outpacing inflation. Mm-hmm. And these are, these are tricky concepts to... To really understand at like a deep intuitive level. Um, and you have to be careful, of course, because there comes a point where, you know, debt is a two-sided um, blade and it can cut you just as easily as it can um, serve as a tool to, you know, cut down a tree and, and create a shelter out of, I don't know where yeah. that- Metaphor is going, but you
1: well, got to be careful. As a, as are most good things. I mean, most everything mm-hmm. that's amazing is is uh, only amazing up to a certain point. Excess almost always ruins almost everything. I think anything. Take well, they, it to well there's
0: a there's a there's a good argument to be made that everything is deadly in excess up to a certain like oxygen is deadly in excess. Water, Water like but all the easy. things that we find <laughs> necessary to life, yeah. are deadly in excess.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah. So really, it's at the bottom. At the end of the day, it's really a question of opportunity costs. Mm -hmm. Um, You might be earning 10, 15% where your money is currently at, but are you missing out on 20 or 30% over here? That's really it. That's, Mm -hmm. I think, the crux of the issue. You want to make sure that your your capital is being used in the most effective way possible and doing a cash out refinance to reallocate that capital to its highest and best use is really what that's all about. Yeah, rates might go up a little bit in that transaction uh there might be a cost to that capital a little bit but ideally you're going to be offsetting it and saying okay yes my money's currently making 10 percent in this property but if i extract some of that money pay three four five percent interest i could actually earn 20 25 over here that's that's where that makes a heck of a lot of sense regardless of what the rates are doing
0: so all that's to say is that the cash out refinance is not currently dead there, there could be a world that again like if interest rates go to the moon and there might be a world where that doesn't make sense, but at mm-hmm. the moment it does make sense and for the or foreseeable credit future. Markets
1: dry up. We saw this after okay. 08. At we'll some see, point, we'll there, there's just no capital to go up. And that's nobody that's, wants to uh, nobody wants to land. Yeah, we're not there. So, we're far from it, I think. So
0: <laughs> hopefully hopefully this guy is uh guys and gals gave you some value, you got some uh some interesting nuggets of wisdom or insights. Um if you did, then maybe go leave a review. I don't know. Is that too much to ask? apparently because you're still sitting here listening to this, not leaving a review. So I don't know Ooh. what it's going to take to get you to take. Sorry. I got this is getting there. confrontational. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I still love you guys. Sorry. Even if you don't go and leave a review, that's totally cool with us. We appreciate you taking some time to join us and we'll see you in the next episode.